You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. Christians back then, he said, guys, you're awesome. 
Yeah, you're in sin. Hey, man. You know that all the all the epistles are correctness, yeah. right? Yeah. So all the all the all the things that, that they say in that it's because they didn't believe it necessarily. Yeah. Hey, man, oh, we're not special. We're not anything. We're not. No, no. Peter reminds them. Look, you you guys are special, but you're only called out for that purpose to actually do awesome things for God, yeah. right? And so as disciples, we gotta go out and proclaim the good news, yeah. right? It is very interesting that the word for evangelism. Right? It means, the verb means to proclaim or to preach. When the word is used, a lot of times it speaks about the gospel and so on. But even in, in 1 Corinthians, Paul uses that word, that, that word to preach the news. To preach the gospel. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. we got to go out and proclaim the good news to the world. Yeah. Um, and the reason why we do that is simple because we are Christians. Yeah. Right? And, and as Christians, we are little Christs. Yep. Like we, we yep. follow Jesus, right? We, we follow Jesus Christ. That's why we call ourselves Christians. We're disciples, followers of Jesus. Yeah. And First Timothy says in uh, chapter 1, verse 15, on, um, it says, Here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Right? A lot of times the problem is not that things are not true. A lot of times the issue is that people don't accept it. Yeah. Right? Just accepting the truth. And Paul has to remind Timothy, saying, bro, this is what you got to accept, and this is what the church has to accept. Yeah. Right? He says, look, this is a thing that deserves full acceptance. It says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Yeah. So what was, the, what was Jesus' motivation? To save us. Yeah. He created us, and he looked down from heaven, and he just looked at, at us, and he goes, you're not holy. You're not special. You're just like a world. You're just so normal. I gotta come down and show you the way. Amen. Right? He had compassion on, on us. He looked down and said, Oh my gosh, what are they doing? Please don't do it. Oh, he did it again. Dog, please, please don't. No, he did it again. Yeah. And so he had to come down to save me and Demetri and Eileen and yeah. Luke and Natasha and Sean and Nick. Yeah. All of we all needed saving. Yes. All of us. And this is why Jesus came. Right. And this is also why we got changed. Yeah. Right? Through the kingdom, through, through the good news, we were able to change our lives. Um, you know, when, when, whenever God chooses some people, they get a special task because they're special. John the Baptist came and he was wearing funny clothes, he had yeah. funny food, yeah. and, but he was very special. Yeah. And he had a message. He said, repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Yeah. And he was the last Old Testament prophet. And he had a very distinct message, right? But he accepted everything. See, he, de he didn't go to God and say, hey, let, me, let me just intellectualize a little bit. If you, do you really think that people will follow me if I live in the desert, if I eat bugs, if I eat honey with it as like a little sweetener? If I have funny clothing, and so I'm like, God, don't you think you're a little wrong there? But he just simply accepted his task. And he went out and he said, simply repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Yes. Right? Yes. He went out and proclaimed the good news. And so even when, when it comes to sin, it, it, we don't have to intellectualize it. We don't have to make it like more fancy. We're like, oh man, I have to come up with a great way of telling why I struggle with that sin. Right. No, it's just sin. There's a simple answer to every sin. Repent. Yes. Change your mind about it and do another action. 
Once you change your mind, your action will follow. That's the simple thing. Jesus does the same thing. After, after John gets put in prison, he has a message. And it's the same message. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. See, the issue is never the, the, the crazy thing about sin. It's like, oh, this is what happens to me. It's like, no, you got to just repent and then uh, get into the kingdom of God. Right? Um, the same thing happened in Acts chapter 1, verse 3, after he died and resurrected, he has the same message. Yep. Yeah. He's simply going, repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Right? This, this is the message that he has for the disciples. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter goes out and says the same thing. Repent and get baptized. Yeah. Right? Now the kingdom is here. Mm. Right? The, the, the first thing that we have to start is always repentance. Yeah. Right? These people were not ashamed of the gospel. In Romans chapter 1, I like how, how uh, Paul puts it. It says in Romans 1 verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. See, Paul understood it. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Because this is the power of God. Right? A lot of people want to have power. Yeah. They want to have power. They get awesome jobs. They get awesome degrees. And they, and they just want to do whatever they can in their might and power to get more power. Yeah. But then they're sadly never satisfied. And Paul simply goes, look, I've accepted, um, I've accepted the message of God. And this is the power of God. See, mm -hmm. Paul went out killing Christians. He went out killing people and he thought he did it in the name of, of God. And he didn't have any power in his life. And once he accepted the message, he then got power through God. Mm. Right? Today's title is The Power of Evangelism. Oh evangelism will change the world. Yeah. It has always been the same. Speeches changed the world. Always. It wasn't through fighting, it wasn't through... We have to help people to change their minds, their minds about life. And this way to change the world if we don't give up. Yes. Right? I remember talking to my grandpa, and he told me in the Second World War, when he was a kid, he was maybe 11, 12, 13 years old, and I'm German. So when he, everybody in the German nation thought that Hitler was awesome. Everybody thought he was awesome. Because he was the savior of the German nation. He came and he said, I make this country awesome. And everybody loved him. Or most of you guys loved him. And whenever he was on the, on the radio, everybody would listen to him. There wasn't one guy who wouldn't be on the radio. Because they wanted to have instructions. Right? It has always been like this, that speeches changed the world. Yes. It says then in verse 17, For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed. Right? In the gospel, we see the righteousness of God. Yeah. Righteousness means simply to be right with somebody. It's not a very complicated word. Right? If you have a best friend and you buy him all the time the wrong thing, the, the, the thing that he hates the most, let's just say the man really hates coffee. And I meet up with him every week and bring him a coffee. And he said, wow, it's so nice, I appreciate your heart, but I don't like coffee. And then the second week I come and I'm like, here, there's your coffee. He goes, John, thank you so much, but maybe you forgot. Yeah. Maybe you forgot, but I don't like coffee. The third week, I go back to him and say, hey, there's your coffee. 
He goes, bro, like, are you making fun of me? <laughs> like, he said, no, 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 I really want to give you. You know, I, I love you, brother. I'm going to copy again. And it will destroy our relationship. Yeah. Because you're just like, I'm mean, just like listening to what he likes. And that's the same thing with God. See, if we always do the wrong things towards God and he doesn't even like it, how would we be, how would we be right with God? We couldn't even accept what he likes. And this is what Paul says, look, if you, if you know the gospel, you know God's righteousness. If we don't read our Bible, you can't know God's righteousness. As simple as that. Right? We got to read the Bible every single day. See, I've talked to several disciples, and they say, well, I read books for my quiet time. And there's nothing wrong with reading books. Right? There's nothing wrong with it. But I believe you got to read the Word of God for your quiet times. You got to study the Bible, and I'll talk, you read books. Yeah. Because otherwise, you get a whole bunch of someone's opinion, and maybe it's an awesome guy. But he's still human. Yeah. yeah. You know? So you get an awesome opinion from, from a guy who has more insight in that topic than you, but you get only a very little, uh, like a very, like a tiny bit of scripture. But you gotta go to God to make right judgments. Right. And the book will not help you to, to evangelize. You gotta know God's righteousness. You can't go out and read books like why that oh that's that's awesome. No, no, you gotta read the Bible and on, on top you read books. I believe you have to read. Everybody has to read. Leaders are readers. As Christians, we lead people. Every single one of us in this room. It's not only the guys that are preaching and are doing stuff and are song leading. No, everybody's making disciples. Everybody is evangelizing. And in the gospel, we see the righteousness of God. It says, a a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. See, if we don't know the gospel, we can't even live by faith. We can't even live the Christian life. Because we got to know the gospel. Yeah. And see, a lot of people have struggled with that. Um, even disciples. In John chapter 6, it says, and, and I love this chapter. I love John chapter 6. I'm fired up that some of you guys asked me for the link for the uh, John, yes. John the Gospel uh, yeah. video uh, movie. It's incredible. I just watched that movie and it, and it just gives me so many insights. Yes. You go, and you're like, oh, Jesus said that. And then another person actually interacts with you, like, oh, that's actually Jesus. He's like, oh, oh. Because suddenly you get so monotone with your reading, yes. you know, that you overread stuff. But I love to just watch this movie and be like, oh, wow, that is actually quite interesting. Yes. How they reacted and how they could have read, and so on. It's awesome. And it says in John chapter 6, and this is Jesus preaching a, a fiery lesson. He's just on fire. And, and it says that in verse 60, on hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is hard teaching. Yeah. Yes. Who can accept it? Right? Even the disciples were, were critical towards Jesus. They go, wow, this is too hard to do. Yeah. You know what? It's actually not too hard. You just don't want to accept it. Right? And so there were some faithless people and they just speak about the whole crowd. So they take out everybody else's faith. Mm. See, faithless people will lead faithless people. Yeah, yeah. Faithless people lead weak people. Faithful people lead strong people. Yes. Right? And people who are willing to accept it better find a faithful leader and then they get more faith. Yeah. It says in verse 61, it says, Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? <laughs> Right? He's like, 
the, the Greek word for, for friend is bitter. Mm. Getting bitter, yeah. right? He's like, are you getting bitter now? Are you? Is it, is it right? Are you getting bitter now? You don't want to follow God? Getting bitter about God's commandments? Mm. Have you ever been here this, this, this time? We got a little bit bitter? Yeah. 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 You know, you start to... <laughs> can, I, can I just leave? You know, I had an awesome time. You know, I love the match. I love the match. You know, the match is, is like this, this, you know, this calm guy, this huge mountain head, this huge giant that is so calm all the time. There was one, one particular detail. It was right before Devo. And, and you know, and, and I, I'm kind of a tiny guy, right? Like compared to Jimeji, I go, oh my gosh, his, his hands are like ten times bigger than mine. And if he grows my face, he can just eat it. That's a basketball. And we were in Costa, and we were talking, and, and I was, we, because we had, you know, these. These times you can't connect with your disciple, and you know that something is wrong, and you're like, man, there's something up. But we were still so happy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I'm like, man, there's something wrong. So I kept on poking. Like, and he was reading again, and I was like, bro, what? Okay, he kept being on the blah, 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 and so on, right? I said, man, there's something wrong. Something is wrong. And, and so I, then, then we started talking, and then there was one thing where you really got angry. Or you can you can tell to him, oh, no, 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 no. this topic always comes up, and then he started to get his fist there, and, and you see his chin tensing up, and his face was all dark. He goes, Wow! Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then he goes, Do I have to go to Devo? Oh! Can I can I pray? Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, you can pray, but you gotta come to Devo. Right, but but you feel it, you know. Yeah. And then it was, and I believe it's okay to feel these things. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad to feel that that stuff if you don't change, right? I believe that you have to be angry sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. anger is not a sin. Yeah. You just can't sin in your anger, right? right? Yeah. And so two, three hours later, we were sharing. He goes, Tom, I'm, I'm ready. I feel you. I know you what we were talking. You were talking about you change. This is the way to sabotage. You know, but sometimes you can get bitter. Right? And he says, he goes on, he says, does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? Right? He says, look, there's more teaching coming your way. This little, little teaching offends you already. I tell you, there will be stuff that offends you even more. Right? And I believe we have to go from step to step to step to step and grow in our faith. Because if we don't, we become bitter. Yeah. You either become better or bitter. Yeah. Right? And Jesus always preached. Jesus always preached. And it, within three years, Jesus started a movement. Yeah. Then not, not like there's no other movement than what Jesus started. Yeah. I don't know anyone who started a movement in three years yeah. that still exists 2,000 years later. Yes. Wow. Right? Point number one, what message do you proclaim? Wow. See, Jesus proclaimed 
a message? Yeah. Are you proclaiming the same message? Mm -hmm. Right? If you don't challenge people, Jesus always challenged people. Yeah. Right? If you don't challenge people, you don't preach the gospel. Um, and, I, and I always wonder, because a lot of people, they, they like to use the word challenge mm -hmm. and inspiration. Right? Are you inspired? Right? I believe when you're challenged, you don't change. I believe when you're inspired that you change. Right? Because challenge just gets you tensed up. Like, oh my gosh, that is difficult. That is just so hard. This is just, I don't know if I can do this. I, I don't know. When you're inspired, you go, wow, that is awesome. That is, well, that is difficult to do, but man, if I can do that, I can change even more. And I want to lift up my Bible talk. You know, my Bible talk is called Breaking Bad. Come on. Because we want to break out of bad relationships. Yeah. We want to break out of, break out of bad habits yeah. and so on. Right? We just want to change the world. Yeah. Uh, we had a uh, Bible discussion about walking on the narrow path of a white one and so on. Right? And I, and I said, we got to go around. We got to go and, and work out. And the next morning, you see uh, Frankie. Come on, she Frankie. Goes, oh, she's, you know, and then Josie wasn't even a Bible talk because she had to prepare something, and she she sent a photo of her uh, of herself on the treadmill. Yeah. She said, I don't know what happened at, at Bible Come talk, on, but I'm on it. <laughs> you know? yeah. it was awesome. And then we have others who want to sneak in, you know, cheat a little bit. I'm not. Say her name, but you know, there's some people who, some people who then run to the bus. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like every time, running to the bus. Yeah. But then the next issue. I'm on it now. She said the video. I'm running. And, so on. and I expect all of us to do that. Right? I expect all of us to be fit. I believe that we have to worship God with everything we have. Yeah. Not this is your diet, this is your workout, this is your health, this is everything you do, and your evangelism. You gotta preach the word, yeah. right? If you don't challenge people, it's just terrible. Mm -hmm. Because then you don't even preach Jesus' message. Jesus always preached a challenges, challenging message. Mm -hmm. See, I get, I get really ticked off sometimes. Um, I remember being at, uh, not Macquarie, Macquarie was the uni that was at in, in, in Sydney, at uh, Middlesex, right? And um, what's cool is now is there's several guys actually that are coming up now that I reached out to when I was there, but now the Maggie is studying with them, Joseph, and so on, right? And so, and, but the sad thing is that those people still haven't changed. There's one guy in particular, he was a Calvinist, and, and he just annoyed me then already. <laughs> and he doesn't know his Bible, he doesn't know anything, but he wants to fight for God. I'm like, you, you don't even have a clue, right? And so um, I was in touch with him again because he was on the photo of the Bible talk that they mentioned Jenny and Lee. And so I said, oh, Rich, I saw you, bro. He's like, oh, yeah. And he doesn't, he is not even talkative, right? He's not even talking much. And you're like, man, as disciples, we're close. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to be a Christian, there's no relationship. Right. They can't even be true. And then he, he said, you take a, a, a text, and he goes, does your church teach that you have to get baptized to be saved? <laughs> <laughs> and you just look at these things, and you're like, that is so sad. And it makes me angry. It makes me totally angry. And I go, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I just send him a text back, this is what the Bible teaches. Uh, this is what the Bible teaches. Read your Bible, bro. Like, just read the Bible. Yeah. It's not about Calvin. I don't care what Calvin taught. 
right? And you can't even tell me exactly what your, your church is. He, he said, I sent you a website. Like, bro, you can't even teach me the Bible with your doctrine. What is wrong with you guys? Right? What is wrong with these religious people who don't even know their own doctrine? Yeah. They don't know their Bible. Yeah, right? Yesterday, we, we saw that play. It's awesome. It was on to see Emmanuel. Um, and um, what's interesting is these guys, um, they're all religious. And they sneaked in a little sermon. Right? They, they had like a, a little play and there were issues and then at the end they all were happy again, they apologized and so on and there was a little church and, and so on and then the pastor was preaching and he's like, you know, if you, if you just, you know, God loves us so much and God just gave his life for us and Jesus died for us and so on and if you want to get right with God, just come to me and then he goes, no, seriously, for all in the audience. If you need a prayer, please come, come to me and, you know, we can pray together and then you can maybe give your life to Christ. And you, you sit there like, wow, that is not what Jesus taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus made people bitter, <laughs> right? If you make people bitter when you're in the Bible study, that's not wrong. If they get all angry and puny and whatnot, you do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't say that you should offend them, right? right? I see I see disciples talk about terrible topics when they're evangelized. It goes into all these these uh, opinions. Donald Trump. Let's not talk about Donald Trump. I made it. I personally made it. Made it. I personally made it. Uh, I want to make an analogy with Donald Trump and Angelica Merkel. And so this guy was then to talk about Donald Trump. Like, no, let's not talk about Donald Trump, right? And so to put it further. But then we have we decided to talk about homosexuality. Anyways. Man, this is not what we're no, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't have to talk about it. We got to move away from this topic and just get to know that person. Yeah. I don't care what background you have. I don't care what you think about certain topics. We just want to love you and challenge you. Yeah. Yes. And hopefully you get inspired and not bitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully you change through these things. Amen. But we got to learn how to evangelize. Yeah. All of us. All of us are preaching the gospel all the time. Yeah. Right? We are all in the face of Christ. Yeah. We gotta imitate God, Jesus, and the apostles. Another thing, and I see that in not in myself anymore. I've seen it before, but but I've changed that. But but one of the guys that I'm reaching out to for months already. I tried to get him to Camden here to the service, right? And um, and, and I tried to invite him out. And he said, "Yeah, we'll come." And then he doesn't come. And then then he's. <laughs> It's funny that we set up a Bible study and then since he's so not unreliable and he didn't get back to me regarding the study, so I was like, oh, never mind, because he didn't get back to me. And then he comes to hey, where are you? Why are you not here? I'm like, bro, you never get back to me. I have other stuff to do than just waiting for you and hopefully come around, right? And then I invited him again because now he got invited by the Meji to the Monday Bible talk. So he sent me a text, which is awesome. He's got, he goes, hey bro, can, can you, are you going to be at the Bible talk? I'm like, no, I'm not going to be there, but why don't you come to Camden? He goes, no, I, it's so far away. He lives in Hamden. Right next to Uni, I believe, or like one somewhere. Anyway, and he goes, it's so easy for me to come to, to, to Middlesex. Mm-hmm. I go, wow. This reflects yeah. or represents a lot of people. Yeah. It is so easy for me to to love God. What the heck? No, it's so easy for me to just go on YouTube and watch my, my, my sermons. Yeah. What the heck is wrong? No. Yeah. That's not how it goes. Yeah. That's, that's not what the Bible did. Yeah. Yeah. 
And we gotta, we gotta ask ourselves, because I gotta ask myself too. Am I walking on the path of least resistance? Yeah. Do I walk on, on, on a path where I just am comfortable? Because I can tell you where that leads to in Matthew chapter 7. It's very, very simple. And we better accept that one too. Yeah. It says in verse 13, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. Wow. See, I believe that, that this also can, you know, I, I also want to apply this to my life and to the disciples. You know, I want to be a disciple. When I, when I get to heaven, I don't want to just slip through the judgment. I want to be somebody that God is proud of. Well, you have pushed yourself. You have, you have moved forward. You have changed so much because you were inspired by the teaching. Yeah, you were challenged, but you turned this into inspiration. Into inspiration. You took all this difficult stuff and made it work out. Yes. And I want us to be like that. But we all got to reflect on our lives and see if we actually have a powerful evangelism. Mm -hmm. Right? Jesus changed the world through evangelism. Do you? Does your evangelism change UCL. Does your evangelism change Middlesex? Does your evangelism change your family? Wow. See, evangelism is not just one hour a day and you go out and talk to people, hey, do you want to come to church? Do you want to come to No. You build relationships. Yeah. You build relationships with the people and you challenge them. You're like, man, like, I, I've seen this. And you're like, no, now you wait for the right time. You don't go straight in, I see this, and you gotta check right. that. Right? You gotta, you gotta know how to evangelize. Yeah. You know, the question is, are you challenged or inspired, right? All these things, because sometimes you can get very critical towards the people who challenge you on your evangelism, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought I, I, I'm an awesome evangelist, right? Evangelist, evangelist. Right? I'm, I'm an awesome guy and connecting to people. No, you're actually not. You gotta change that. You gotta learn from Jesus, right? You gotta learn, and especially the book of John, you gotta think about how Jesus treated people. Right? And what, how we treat what kind of people. Because there's different kinds of people in the Bible yeah. that Jesus is reaching out to. To the religious people, you always laid them out. Therefore, he got them, you're condemned to hell. How to escape? Right? You brew them up and so on. To women, he's very compassionate. He's crying with them. He's going down and he's, he's loving them. Right? To prideful disciples, he goes, get out of the way, Satan. <laughs> right? Sometimes the disciples are the religious people. You know, Jesus, you will not die. You don't have to go through hardship. What's wrong with you? As the disciples, we always go through hardship. Right? Are you challenged or inspired? See, Jesus' first sermon was fire. It's crazy. In Luke chapter 4. Um, and this is who we have to be sometimes, you know? It says in Luke chapter 4, after, after uh, on the middle of a sermon, right? In verse 22, it says, All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. They were all looking at Jesus. They were, wow, Jesus is so awesome. He's so gracious. That is so incredible. And this is how the world is sometimes, right? They read the Bible and say, Wow, that's awesome. Even in Bible studies, Wow, you have so much knowledge about the scriptures. Seems like you really know your Bible. That's awesome. But then you challenge them, and then they turn out this way. In verse 28, all the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. And there's only a couple of verses later on. Yeah. Right? At first, he taught his, his teacher, and they're like, wow, you're so awesome, Jesus. You're incredible. 
They keep on going for the city and they go, I don't want to kill you. Right? That's what they tried to do. It says they got up, drove them out of the town. They, they, they put an effort, right? It's not traveling to They actually drove it out of the town. Like, okay, let's go to zone nine in London with Jesus. Like, let's travel with him. I got a car, we can put him out in my, in my you know, and, and let's drive out and get out. It says, they drove him out of the town and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> so they come up to Jesus like, okay, Jesus, we're here now. Now we throw you down. But what does, does Jesus do? It says, but he walked right through the crowd and went yeah. on his wow. way. Yeah. See, if you're a disciple and you're fired up for God, no one can stop you. Yeah. No one can stop you. Don't get, don't get all faked out by rejection. Oh, they rejected me. Oh, I share my faith. I see disciples, and they are more afraid of the view they share with than they are of you. You go, what are you studying? Oh, what year are you in? Okay, uh, do you like it? Oh, do you want to come to my No? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I see people share like that. Sorry, can do, do you have a minute? No? Oh, okay, bye. And they go, oh, yeah, the, the evangelism is so difficult. What the heck? You gotta freak people out. Yeah. Right? But people go like, what do you want? I go, bro, what? Well, I just want to say hi and see how yeah. you're doing and stuff. Like, uh -huh. just want to build friendships. I don't know, I feel like London is very lonely and I just want to build friendships with you. You're a cool guy. And what do you do here? Bro, are you okay? I don't have to talk to you. I don't have to talk to you. And so, right, you got to be confident. Jesus yeah, confident. Yeah. He wasn't afraid of people. He didn't go. You know, sometimes I feel like we're more afraid of man than of God. Mm -hmm. And if you're at that point, that is really bad. Because mm -hmm. if you're more afraid of man than you're of God, that shows a lack of love for God. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it shows that you value the, the people's opinion more than God's opinion. Yeah. Right? And so we got to really go up and just evangelize boldly. Point number two, preach with power. Yes. Right? You got to go out and preach with power. Jesus always stood up the cross. You know? They tried to kill him several times, even as a baby. Right? In Matthew chapter 2, it speaks about that Herod wanted to kill baby Jesus. And at this point, Jesus hadn't even done anything. He was just born, and they oh, I'm going to kill him right now. Wow. Wow. He had authority as a baby. Right? And looked at the four that wanted to kill him. In John chapter 6, they actually want to make him king by force. They go, oh man, Jesus is so awesome. He fed us just now. Let's make him king. We will never be hungry again. Yeah. Right? They go, well, what is wrong? And Jesus goes, no, I don't want power. I want the kingdom of God to come. In John chapter 7, they tried to kill him. In Matthew 12, they tried to kill him. In John chapter 10, they tried to kill him. In John chapter 8, they tried to kill him. In John chapter 12, 12, they tried to kill him. And there's many more. I actually tried to look it up, but nobody writes about it. I was, I was looking up how many uh, death threats did Jesus get. But you don't find it. You don't find it. Nobody talks about that stuff. Right? But Jesus, when you read the gospel, you're like, oh, as a son, you got to get death threats at some point. If yeah. you're spiritual, you're like, I wait for my best one. You know, I don't wait, it comes in three, four, five years. <laughs> Jeremy and I preach to it, and they be one. He kills you. Like, oh, wow. I'm a little bit more like Jesus now. <laughs> awesome. You know? And, and we should be powerful with that. We shouldn't be like all, all in, our, in our little cave and, and try to shy away from it. We gotta be like Christ. 
we got to do awesome things for God. Right. Right? And um, it reminds me of my first animation with Emmanuel. Oh. Emmanuel and I, we, we are very close now. <laughs> but I remember our first study. You know, he studied up, uh, up to discipleship with uh, the media Joseph. And um, they did a great job. They, they made him see that he's not a disciple, he's not saved, he will go to hell, and so on. And he's like, yeah, I'm totally lost. He totally saw that, right? And so I was like, okay, bro, I gotta get in there, right? And so it was Luke, myself, Joseph, the magic, and then the man who came. And uh, we were in UCL in the refectory, and I sat opposite Emmanuel, and he already came in with like an attitude. What is this? What is this? No, he, he did, he wasn't racist. <laughs> right? He, he, he totally was Anyway, right? But he was like, what is Dom doing here? Why is he not interviewing me? You know, when you, when you get into a study where, where it's after the time, you just ask the questions and wait for the right responses. Right? And I could totally tell that he was so ticked and I just asked the question and he goes, Okay, and then that went on for like 20 minutes. Uh, every two minutes, I asked me angry. Right? <laughs> and then Udo was living with that right? And he, and he tells me, I just said, I just said, you know, with the man, and he said he's really angry. At me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I do it. And then the man came up. So after that, right, our, our relationship developed and so on. And he said, Don, how do you do that? How can you read people? Like, how, how can you tell that I was angry? I'm like, you just learn by reading like this. Right? You get to know people. You just get to know your own heart. Because yeah. you had to go through these studies. And you know exactly how you react. You know? You get your, you know, you either get bitter or better. You either get bit, uh, challenged or inspired. Yeah. Yes. I mean, questions where you go, Emmanuel is inspired. He's becoming Amen. a Christian. And now, Emmanuel and I, we have an awesome relationship. We just, we just have an incredible relationship, and, it, and it's awesome. You know, um, strong preaching will get you close together. Because you will see what you really have. You will see if you just make friends or if you make brothers, right? If you make friends or you make sisters. If you make friends or if you make family. Yeah. But we got to create family when studying the Bible with people. We got to get close. We got to get deep down to our darkest secrets and simply tell each other who we really are. We go down to our deepest sin, right? In Acts chapter 24, we have another guy who wanted to actually become a disciple, but he, and yet he didn't. Because um, he just didn't want to accept uh, what the Bible teaches. Uh, but he knew that it was right. In Acts chapter 24, this when Paul was uh, in prison, and there's a governor called Felix, and he uh, always went down to Paul. It says in Acts chapter, uh, chapter 24, verse 24, it says, Several days later, Felix came with his wife Priscilla, who was Jewish. He sent for Paul and listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ Jesus. See, even in, in prison, Paul evangelized. Yeah. In prison, Paul preached. As Paul talked about righteousness, self-control, and judgment to come. See, Paul talked about righteousness, being right with God, self-control, controlling yourself, right? Sometimes that's really difficult. And judgment to come. See, a lot of people want to talk about the love of Christ. And the love of God. But nobody wants to talk about the judgment that will come to everybody. Mm, yes. It says then, 
Felix was afraid and said, that's enough for now. Yeah. Right? He goes, that's enough. Stop talking. Yeah. I'm annoyed now. <clears throat> you may leave. When I find it convenient, oh, the brother, right? When I find it convenient, um, I will send for you. Yeah. At the same time, he was hoping that Paul would offer him a bride, so he sent for him frequently and talked with her. So he was so hoping, he wanted to become a disciple. But he was just not accepting it. He was just like going after it. It says then, when two years had passed, so Paul was in prison for two years. And this guy came, came to him frequently and was like, hey, give me some advice. He tried to stay the Bible for two years. When two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus. But because Felix wanted to grant the favor to the Jews, he left Paul in prison. See, he feared men more than God. I wonder if this is us sometimes. You know, we fear to get exposed regarding our sin more than we fear God. Right? And it is all about righteousness, self-control, and judgment to God. This is basically all the lessons that we have to learn in life. Wow. We gotta be righteous with God. We gotta be self-controlled. Yeah. Because that will be judgment, right? Wow. And so this scripture convicted me a lot. Just today I had a terrible morning. <clears throat> I was not self-controlled. I was not righteous in God's eyes. I was so angry. I, I went back to what I did before I was a Christian. I punched the wall today. I went to the gym. I was so ticked. I didn't talk to Luke. I was just angry. I swore. And I was like, oh my gosh. What is happening? What is wrong? So I sent Michael a text. I'm like, bro, this is where I'm at. Come on, bro. Pray for me. But I let God down. Because I, I didn't control myself. See, but we gotta we gotta learn from these things. Yes. We don't, when we sin, we, we will sin our whole life. Yeah. But we gotta learn from that stuff. Yes. We gotta learn from it and not go down. You know, I like I like to look at my life over the last couple of months. The last few of months have been very challenging. Not because there was some spiritual challenge, but the challenges that I put myself into. I go to the gym almost every day. Wake up every day, five a.m. I cycle everywhere, and it is very tough sometimes to go up the hills. I had a crazy leg day the other day, and then cycling again yeah. and again, getting up the hills is tough. Yeah. But what I like about it is that it shows you your breaking point. Yeah. It shows you where you break. It shows you when you get angry. It shows you when you when you can't control yourself anymore. But this trains you for life. This trains you. Now, I want to put myself in these situations because I want to be ready when I get persecuted like crazy. Getting kicked off campus is nothing. Yeah. In India, we have, we have sisters who get kidnapped by their parents yeah. to not come to church, right? And they run back to the church and so on. We have people in India, the, the, the families disown them yeah. for becoming disciples. Yeah. Yeah. We had we people in the old movement, they got shot. They got killed for their faith. We had people in the old movement that got acid thrown over their faces and got disfigured for, their, for the rest of their lives. Right? But we gotta preach the word. We gotta go out and proclaim the good news. Yes. It's the only challenge. 
Are you challenged or inspired? Yeah. Are you just challenged and sit there and do nothing about it? Or are you actually inspired and you want to change something about your life? Yeah. And if you change your life, you will change the life of other people. Amen. Right? In Acts chapter 20, 26. In Acts chapter 26, verse 20, it says, First to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem, and all Judea, and then to the Gentiles. Basically, the whole world. Paul preached to the whole world. He didn't let, let anybody out. I preached that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. Yes. See, if we change, if we are inspired, it is shown by our actions. Yeah. I want to challenge the North region to go out and preach the word, Amen. to proclaim the good news, to see the power of evangelism. That's the only thing that will change entire nations. And to God be all the We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D-O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H dot org dot U-K. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.